Long History, Francis Drake's Voyage About the World, Part 12, The West Coast of the Americas, A Little Trouble to Obtain the Greater Glory. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Long History's The Voyage About the World, a description of Francis Drake's famous voyage, which took place from the 15th of November 1577 to the 26th of September 1580. For any new listeners, this text was written by men who took part in the voyage, being created from the notes of Master Francis Fletcher, a preacher, and others. We publish three episodes a week containing such snippets of historical documents. We go through the whole document in sequence, so look out for episode 1 of this document if you want to start at the beginning, and subscribe to hear the rest of the document as we release further episodes. In the previous episode, Drake and his remaining crew, on their own in the Golden Hind, sailed up the coast of Chile. They were separated from all their other ships as they rounded the Magellan Strait to the southern tip of South America. Along their way up the coast, they committed acts of piracy against their dire enemies, the Spanish. As this episode begins, Drake is in Lima, the capital of Peru, and he does not have a positive impression of the city. He soon hears of a ship loaded with gold and silver, heading for Panama and decides to pursue it. The Peruvian town of Paita is mentioned in this episode, along with Guayaquil in today's Ecuador. As said, the crew are in Lima, and the text begins with a condemnation of the Spanish religion. But, as the Pope and anti-Christian bishops labour by their wicked factors with tooth and nail to deface the glory of God, and to shut up in darkness the light of the gospel, so God doth not suffer his name and religion to be altogether without witness, to the reproving both of his false and damnable doctrine, as also crying out against his unmeasurable and abominable licentiousness of the flesh, even in these parts. For, in the city of Lima, not two months before our coming thither, there were certain persons, to the number of twelve, apprehended, examined and condemned for the profession of the gospel, and reproving the doctrines of men, with the filthy manners used in that city, of which twelve, six were bound to one stake and burnt, the rest remained yet in prison, to drink of the same cup within few days. Lastly, here we had intelligence of a certain rich ship, which was loaden with gold and silver for Panama, that had set forth of this haven the 2nd of February. The very next day, therefore, in the morning, viz. the 16th of the said month, we set sail, as long as the wind would serve our turn, and towed our ship as soon as the wind failed, continuing our course toward Panama, making stay nowhere, but hastening all we might, to get sight, if it were possible, of the gallant ship the Cacafuego, the great glory of the South Sea, which was gone from Lima fourteen days before us. We fell with the port of Paita in four degrees forty minutes, February the 20th, with the Port St. Helen and the river and Port of Guayaquil, February the 24th. We passed the line the 28th, and the 1st of March we fell with the Cape Francisco, where, about midday, we decried a sail ahead of us, with whom, after once we had spoken with her, we lay still in the same place about six days to recover our breath again, which we had almost spent with hasty following, and to recall to mind what adventures had passed us since our late coming from Lima, um, but especially to do John de Anton a kindness, in freeing him of the care of those things with which his ship was loaden. This ship we found to be the same of which we had heard, not only in the Calao of Lima, but also by diverse occasions afterward, which now we are at leisure to relate, viz. by a ship which we took between Lima and Paita, by another which we took loaden with wine in the port of Paita, by a third loaden with tackling and implements for ships, besides £80 weight in gold, from Guayaquil and lastly by Gabriel Alvarez, with whom we talked somewhat nearer the line. 
We found her indeed to be the Cacafuego, though before we left her, she were new named by a boy of her own, the Cacaplata. We found in her some fruit, conserves, sugar, meal and other victuals, and, that which was the especialist cause of her heavy and slow sailing, a certain quantity of jewels and precious stones, thirteen chests of royals of plate, eighty pound weight in gold, twenty-six ton of uncoined silver, two very fair gilt silver drinking bowls, and the like trifles, valued in all about 360,000 pesos. We gave the master a little linen and the like for these commodities, and at the end of six days we bade farewell and parted, he hastening, somewhat lighter than before, to Panama, we playing off to sea, that we might, with more leisure, consider what course henceforward were fittest to be taken. And considering that now we were come to the northward of the line, Cape Francisco standing in the entrance of the Bay of Panama in one degree of north latitude, and that there was no likelihood or hope that our ships should be before us that way by any means, seeing that in running so many degrees from the southernmost islands hitherto, we could not have any sign or notice of their passage that way, notwithstanding that we had made so diligent search and careful inquiry after them, in every harbour or creek almost as we had done, and considering also that the time of the year now drew on wherein we must attempt, or of necessity wholly give over that action, which chiefly our general had determined, namely the discovery of what passage there was to be found about the northern parts of America from the South Sea into our own ocean, which, being once discovered and made known to be navigable, we should not only do our country a good and notable service, but we also ourselves should have a nearer cut and passage home, where otherwise we were to make a very long and tedious voyage of it, which would hardly agree with our good liking. We having been so long from home already, and so much of our strength separated from us, which could not at all be done if the opportunity of time were now neglected. We therefore, all of us, willingly hearkened and consented to our general's advice, which was, first to seek out some convenient place wherein to trim our ship, and store ourselves with wood and water and other provisions as we could get, and thenceforward to hasten on our intended journey for the discovery of the said passage, through which we might with joy return to our longed homes. From this cape, before we set onward, March the 7th, shaping our course towards the island of Canes, with which we fell March the 16th, setting ourselves for certain days in a fresh river between the main and it, for the finishing of our needful business, as it is aforesaid, while we abode in this place, we felt a very terrible earthquake. The force whereof was such that our ship and pinnace, riding very near an English mile from the shore, were shaken and did quiver as if it had been laid out on dry land. We found here many good commodities which we wanted, as fish, fresh water, wood, etc., besides alargatos, monkeys and the like, and in our journey hither we met with one ship more, the last we met with in all those coasts, loaden with linen, china silk and china dishes, amongst which we found also a falcon of gold, handsomely wrought with a great emerald set in the breast of it. From hence we parted the twenty-fourth day of the month forenamed, with full purpose to run the nearest course, as the wind would suffer us, without touch of land a long time, and therefore passed by Port Papagaya, the port of the Vale, of the most rich and excellent balms of Jericho, Quantapico, and diverse others, as also certain gulfs hereabouts, which, without intermission, send forth such continual and violent winds, that the Spaniards, though their ships be good, dare not venture themselves too near the danger of them. Notwithstanding having noticed that we should be troubled with often calms and contrary winds if we continued near the coast and did not run off to sea to fetch the wind, and that if we did so we could not then fall with land again when we would, 
or general thought it needful that we should run in with some place or other before our departure from the coast, to see if happily we could, by traffic, augment our position of victuals and other necessaries, that, being at sea, we might not be driven to any great want or necessity, albeit we had reasonable store of good things aboard us already. The next harbour, therefore, which we chanced with on April the 15th in 15 degrees 40 minutes, was Guatulco, so named of the Spaniards who inhabited it, with whom we had some intercourse to the supply of many things which we desired, and chiefly bread, etc. And now, having reasonably, as we thought, provided ourselves, we departed from the coast of America for the present, but not forgetting, before we gate a shipboard, to take with us also a certain pot, of about a bushel in bigness, full of royal plate, which we found in the town together with a chain of gold and some other jewels, which we entreated a gentleman Spaniard to leave behind him, as he was flying out of town. From Guatulco we departed the day following, viz. April the 16th, setting our course directly into the sea, whereon we sailed 500 leagues in longitude to get a wind, and between that and June the 3rd, 1400 leagues in all, till we came into 42 degrees of north latitude, where in the night following we found such alteration of heat into extreme and nipping cold that our men in general did grievously complain thereof, some of them feeling their healths much impaired thereby. Neither was it that this chanced in the night alone, but the day following carried with it not only the marks, but the stings and force of the night going before, to the great admiration of us all. For besides that the pinching and biting air was nothing altered, the very ropes of our ships were stiff, and the rain that fell was an unnatural congealed and frozen substance, so that we seemed rather to be in the frozen zone than any way so near unto the sun or these hotter climates. Neither did this happen for the time only, or by some sudden accident, but rather seems indeed to proceed from some ordinary cause, against the which the heat of the sun prevails not, for it came to that extremity, in sailing but two degrees farther to the northward in our course that those seamen lacked not good stomachs, yet it seemed a question to many amongst us whether their hands should feed their mouths, or rather keep themselves within their coverts from the pinching cold that did benumb them. Neither could we impute it to the tenderness of our bodies, though we came lately from the extremity of heat, by reason whereof we might be more sensible of the present cold, insomuch as the dead and senseless creatures were as well affected with it as ourselves, our meat, as soon as it was removed from the fire, would presently in a manner be frozen up, and our ropes and tackling in few days were grown to that stiffness, that, what three men of four were able with them to perform, now six men with their best strength and uttermost endeavour were hardly able to accomplish. Whereupon a sudden and great discouragement seized upon the minds of our men, and they were possessed with a great mislike and doubting of any good to be done that way, yet would not our general be discouraged but, as well by comfortable speeches of the divine providence and of God's loving care over his children out of the scriptures, as also by other good and profitable persuasions, adding thereto his own cheerful example, he so stirred them up to put on a good courage, and to quiet themselves like men, to endure some short extremity to have the speedier comfort, and a little trouble to obtain the greater glory, that every man was thoroughly armed with, willingness and resolve to see the uttermost, if it were possible, of what good was to be done that way. The land in that part of America, bearing farther out into the west than we before imagined, we were nearer on it than we were aware, and yet, the nearer still we came unto it, the more extremity of cold disease upon us. The fifth day of June we were forced by contrary winds to run in with the shore, which we then first decried, 
and to cast anchor in a bad bay, the best road we could for the present meet with, where we were not without some danger, by reason of the many extreme gusts and flows that beat upon us, which, if they ceased and were still at any time, immediately upon their intermission there followed the most vile, thick and stinking fog, against which the sea prevailed nothing, till the gusts of wind again removed them, which brought with them such extremity and violence when they came, that there was no dealing or resisting against them. In this section we see again something you don't see often in these texts, humour, and very sarcastic humour at that, in the following quotation. The author describes the taking of gold and silver from the Spanish ship the Cacafuego. We gave the master a little linen and the like for these commodities, and at the end of six days we bade farewell and parted. He, hastening somewhat lighter than before to Panama. As they make their way up the coast, Drake eventually is forced to admit defeat in his search for the other ships of his fleet. They have another stated aim, however. Having rounded the southern tip of the Americas, they now hope to repeat Magellan's achievement, but in the north of the Americas. By March the 16th, when they feel the earthquake, they are in Central America, in the area of today's Costa Rica, and by mid-April they have reached today's Huatulco in Mexico. Here, there are more bawdy reports of stealing. The crew covers a lot of ground in this episode. By June the 3rd, they have made their way past California to Oregon, and by June the 5th, they stop in a place said to be South Cove in Oregon to take stock of their situation. Drake gives his rousing speech to some cold and dispirited men. Despite this inspirational speech, however, in the next section, the men are forced to change their plans. <laughs> 